What's up, everybody? On this episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discussed uh, Fitz Magic and Patrick Mahomes as the two-star QBs in the NFL so far through two weeks. We also discussed the Pittsburgh Steelers and their situation. And we talked briefly about uh, our good old boy from Minnesota, which I can't think of his name right now. But uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah, we talked about Jimmy Butler because he demanded a trade out of Minnesota and he has three teams that he wants to be traded to. So dial in, give us a listen, because you'll be excited to know what we're talking about on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. I'm here with my fellas, Al, Earl. What's good? Uh, we have a little bit of technical difficulties from the start, but um, got everything worked out. Yeah, yeah. Al is on, uh, uh, I guess, a minuscule uh, assignment. He'll be he'll be here shortly. But uh, outside of that, you know. We're ready to get started on this week's worth of sports. So I guess we can get to talking on what's going on in the NFL. The Patrick Mahomes and the Fitz Magic and all the quirkiness. Uh, Vontae Davis from uh, Buffalo quitting at halftime and deciding to retire. All the lovely things that uh, makes the NFL so entertaining, even if it's only two weeks in. So I guess let's get started with the whole uh, quarterback. We won't even touch on the Steelers in just a moment. We'll, we'll get there. But what's your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes? What's your, what's your thoughts on uh, Fitz Magic? I've seen that uh, that magic sh- uh, that magic show before, and I don't think it ends too well. But I'll let you talk about it first. Yeah, well, <laughs> Fitzpatrick, I ain't a believer in that. We didn't seen this theme. We didn't seen this show before too many times in too many places. Most recently, with the Jets. So. Uh, you know, he's a journeyman quarterback, a journeyman backup quarterback for a particular reason. Now, he's catching a lightning in the bottom beginning of the season, but you know what? It happens a lot in the NFL the first couple of weeks. You know, there's always one QB that comes out the gate or one team that comes out the gate firing on all cylinders and catching a lot of people off balance up until about week four, or week five, when you get figured out. And then his, and he's going to be throwing four TDs, turns around and <laughs> throws four picks. And we all know how that show goes. I mean, like I said, got asked the Jets if he was the man, he would still be with the Jets, and Sam Darnold would not be starting for the um, the Jets right about now. Exactly. So, um, so I say, let's just pump our brakes a little bit and just wait and see. You know, Deshaun Jackson. You know, he made that asinine statement, in my opinion, about we should let the hot hand go and basically just keep Jameis Winston on the bench. Tampa Bay is going to put him in because they got a big problem coming up because this is like the last year of his um, rookie contract where they can either sign him for an extension or they can sign him to a long-term, I mean, pick up his, his fifth-year option or sign him to an extension. And if they pick up his fifth-year option, being a number one QB, I think he stands to get close to like 20 mil a year. So that's something that Tampa Bay is going to have to decide whether they want to commit long-term to him, whether they want to trade him. I don't know. So, I mean, right now it looks good with, 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 with Fitzy, but I ain't a believer in that. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Now, the kid Patrick Mahomes, he's, 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 he's looking pretty um, interesting, you know, the first two weeks. I mean, Kansas City was playing pretty good with Alex Smith, so let's not just, you know, make him believe that all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes gets the QB. And all of a sudden, they went from a bad offensive team to a good offensive team. They were pretty good last year in the beginning with Kareem Hunt and Alex Smith. So I'm not sold on that just yet with him. Let's wait and see how it goes. But right now, those are the two um, storyline storylines as far as QBs. I mean, Fitzy looking like a all-pro, and this kid Patrick Mahomes is, you know, looking like he could possibly, you know, something. But let's let let's wait and see. How it goes because it's a long season. There's only two games in. You know and I know that eventually teams are going to figure him out. When they do, they're going to pick on that one weakness that he has, yep. and they're going to exploit it. 
and then he's going to look like Sam Darnold did. <laughs> <Game number two. laughs> oh, man. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly about uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, I see, like you said, we've seen that show. We've seen what he could do when he's when he has healthy wide receivers and uh, uh, with Decker and uh, what's our boy name? Uh, Marshall. Was it Marshall? Yeah. Brandon Marshall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marshall and Decker. So when he had a healthy Marshall and Decker and see what he could do. When he had that outstanding season with the Jets, but they still didn't make the playoffs. Um, but the stars just seem to be aligning right now with Fitzpatrick and Tampa Bay. Uh, let's see how he does this week against his upcoming opponent. But I think after this week, I think you know the the, the Fitz magic is going to fizzle, and he's going to come back to earth and be the Fitzpatrick that we know. You know, the pedestrian two and some change yards, maybe a touchdown and interception or two. And that will be that. And then they'll be forced to to make the decision, like you said, between Fitzpatrick and Winston. Winston is still young and still has the potential to be a great quarterback. It's unfortunate that the accuser of the sexual groping, or I guess what you could call it from the Uber driver, just filed a lawsuit to sue him. So it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, he's down and now you're really kicking him when he's down to kind of put this on top. But, you know, obviously if there was a he says, he said, and couldn't go to any sort of court to kind of determine what's going to come out of the situation, the next best thing is to sue. So, of course, he's going to sue. He's going to settle. You're going to get some undisclosed amount of money and you're going to move on with your life. Even though I'm pretty sure he probably did do it just because if it, quacks like a duck and walks like a duck probably is a duck considering he doesn't have the the cleanest of images coming cleanest of image coming from florida state so (laughs) so it doesn't look it doesn't bode well for him in that scenario so i still think he could be a good quarterback The, the, the bigger question is does tampa take a risk and say you know what we're gonna ride fitzpatrick we're gonna get another quarterback in the draft we're gonna let winston go and if Winston sides another team and then becomes that all pro, they're going to sit there and kick themselves and be like, why couldn't we just wait this out? <laughs> so, yeah. Tam- yeah, so, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, you spent capital, a number one draft, you know, a number one draft pick on this dude. So, I mean, to he ha- didn't have a bad season. I think if I was expecting the breakout season to be last year, he started showing flashes last season that he can be a very confident, you know, QB, maybe even a, a really, really, you know, excellent QB. Um, you're waiting on this year to um, for him to kind of mature, but um, he has his incidents. And now he's sitting down four games for basically being a knucklehead. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> from, from day one, before day one. So, I mean, maybe this could be a learning lesson where he becomes back, I think, if – if the Pats, Tampa Bay is rolling really, really good, this next game is going to probably be the telltale sign. But if they're smoking and doing really good, then they're uh, probably going to leave Fitzpatrick in there because you can always say, oh, well, it, you rolled the horse and then bring James Winston back in. It'd be rough if James Winston comes in there, looks bad, and then you have to put him down <laughs> right. and put, you know, put Fitzpatrick in. So my guess is, They'll probably let it go another game once James Jameson comes back and maybe kind of be uh look, get your you know, get your shit straight or <laughs> we'll look for somebody else. I truly think that they probably want to move on from Jameis, but they need a reason. And Fitzpatrick has given them a reason to say, Okay, I think we could ride this horse maybe for this year. And if he's still healthy and still in good physical condition moving in to 2019, we could ride Fitzpatrick in 2019 and then have him groom the next quarterback. But see what what happened with that when the Jets had him, when they had that really hot season, they drafted Geno, and Geno beat him out. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, what happens then? So, I don't know. Uh, 
Patrick Mahomes. Wow, that's an interesting. I, heard, I was listening to sports radio this morning, and the guys on the Baltimore sports show were saying that Mahomes gives all the praise to Alex Smith because he learns so much by watching Alex Smith and seeing how he operates and, and controls the system. And he said that he wouldn't be any he wouldn't be the QB he is right now if Alex Smith didn't take him under his wing to groom him to be the quarterback that he is. And that and that I give Mahomes kudos for that, for acknowledging that there is QBs out there that are willing to put younger QBs under their wing and teach them. Not to say that let's just say Darnold and uh and I forget the quarterback in, in, in New York, the, the Jets, that uh, was the QB last year. But not to say that he didn't kind of take him under his wing and kind of guide him. But they all they knew that once Darnold came in and you get a number three pick, you weren't going to sit the bench. But for Kansas City to have the number 10 pick last year and say, look, you're sitting the bench because we still have a, a, a pretty much of an all-pro quality type of QB playing at a high level under this offense. We want you to sit down and learn. And Alex Smith accepted the role to say, okay, I'm going to lead this team for this one last season because I know this is the kid that's going to come in and replace me. But I'm going to teach him everything I, you know, he needs to know. And I thought that was really, really cool because that's just not something when you hear about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, how Favre was like, I ain't got nothing to do with this kid. You know what I'm saying? I ain't teaching him crap. He got to learn on his own. You know, so it's just refreshing to hear that there's actual QBs out there that will mentor and look forward to success for another QB, knowing that you're going to be out the door at the end of the season. Now, yeah. the bigger question is, will Mahomes actually continue to be that QB for the rest of the season? Uh, let me ask you this question, E. If Deshaun Watson didn't get hurt last year, do you think he would have continued on that present tear? that he was on prior to getting hurt or what defensive coordinators would have picked up on it after a few more games and kind of shut him down. And how would you put Mahomes in that category? I mean, the way he was playing, I mean, you know, statistic wise, he was trending upwards. So, I mean, I think eventually, you know, defensive coordinators would eventually figure out some scheme or something to kind of, you know, take away what he likes to do best. Um, and then, but I, I think it might have took a season, but I think he would have, I think he would have still excelled. I think he would have probably been more like how Dak Prescott was in the first year. Dak Prescott wasn't expected to do much, and um, he excelled. I mean, he had a, uh, a stupendous offensive line and, um, and a suspended running game. But the one thing Dak Prescott had that, you know, Deshaun Washington didn't, that their, um, Prescott had no pressure because he was always expecting to, once um, Tony Romo come back, he would get the job. So he was basically playing with nothing to lose. Right. Deshaun Watson was playing with something to lose, but he was actually playing very, very well. And, you know, in spite of what some people might say about, you know, his acumen out there, he was, he was trending up, you know, fairly good. I think he... I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, he doesn't have all the weapons that um, Kansas City has. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a lot more to work with on the offensive side, so they can bail him out, you know, if need be. Um, but um, ah, a question. He, he, you know, he has a he has a good arm, not an accurate arm. He's definitely a a gunslinger, and I mean, even under great Brett Favre gave him kudos. Because he said, I guess he sees a lot of himself in him with his gunslinger mentality. Right. And Patrick Mahomes is doing that right now. And his skill sets, you know, slinging that rock down the field and getting those quick dink, dink, run, then boom, 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 you know, down passes. That's um, that, that's Andy Reid's mantra. I mean, um, he has stuff like that when he had, you know, Donovan McNabb and Philly playing similar offense like that. Alex Smith thrived. I mean, he wasn't as always the deep threat kind of person, but – I think is he's probably going to do pretty well this year. Um, now next year is probably going to be the sign where everyone's going to pick up on what he does. But it's kind of hard to tell with Deshaun Watson. We don't know, but I think he would have trended pretty well. I will give you credit. Uh, Mahomes is 
playing lights out ball right now. I think I heard somebody on the fantasy saying that they would start Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady and some of the other type of QBs out there, more established QBs just because of what's going on with him. Three, you know, started his last three games and threw 10 touchdown uh, passes, no interceptions. Um, But it does help that he has some of the most explosive offensive weapons in the NFL. He has arguably one of the top tight ends in the NFL. Arguably, he has one of the top running backs, even though Kareem Hunt hasn't really been doing much as of late. They haven't really needed him. <laughs> right, exactly. Not when you got a Tyreek Hill blowing the top off of joints and, you know, you got Travis Kelsey taking the over-the-middle shots and I can't even think of all the – like, Sammy Watkins? Yeah. Yeah, Sammy Watkins, you know, doing the intermediate routes. I mean, like, that's like an offensive coordinator's dream to have that much talent, that much speed, that much. Uh, he has weapons that are consistent and reliable that can catch the rock, take it to the house on a short pass. I mean. It's like playing, it's like playing Madden. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Mahomes is just in the perfect spot. And I, I got to give so much credit to the Kansas City organization and the scouting department knowing exactly who they wanted based off of the type of offensive that he, offense that he ran in college and using his skill set to his advantage. And it just goes to show, you know, that whole mantra of Big 12 quarterbacks not being able to thrive in the NFL because they're pass happy and don't know how to read defenses. Well, take a page out of Kansas City. I mean, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes may not know how to read the defense, but damn it, he knows how to hit an open wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to throw that joint deep when you got an open wide receiver that blew off the top of the defense. And, and, <laughs> and right now, in the beginning of the season, when, you know, not everybody has their legs, you know, under them, you know, this is the best time to catch a lot of cats flat-footed. And we've seen a lot of cornerbacks and DBs flat-footed the first two weeks. Now, you know, moving on from week three, week five, that's when you start – I think you start seeing defenses and teams start settling in. And I think by week five, we'll start seeing what the actual pecking order is going to be as far as top teams in the AFC and top teams in the NFC. Now, a quick point. This is off topics of quarterbacks. Uh, Butler, the, the DB from New England that uh, Belichick sat down and didn't have him play in the Super Bowl, right? I forget what team he plays for, but they were talking about it today on my way home on the sports radio show, or maybe it might have been this morning. But they said that <laughs> they said that he is the he is the worst cornerback in the league as far as yards given up, touchdowns being scored upon. <laughs> they said he is the worst. The worst, the worst cornerback in the league right now. So now they were saying like, don't ever. Don't ever sit there and underestimate Bill Belichick and what he does. <laughs> in, well, his current, in his current team, he's with the Titans. Yeah, so he is the absolute worst quarterback in the league. <laughs> well, the actual worst cornerback in the league got, you know, New England that last chip. <laughs> true, true. And uh, he, don't make that, he don't make that play. Either A, the ball, you know, he doesn't catch the ball, or B, they go right back to beast mode or whatever. But if he doesn't make that play, it could be a whole different, you know, ball game. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just crazy how they sat there and pulled up that statistic as him being the worst cornerback. <laughs> I want to make it to make sure that, that Bill Belichick is seen as the genius. I will give Belichick credit in the sense that he kind of knows when to he has an uncanny knack of knowing when to offload players, regardless if they're in their prime or not, and it seems to work in his favor. Hey, we know he wanted, you know, you know, he wanted to offload Brady <laughs> True. and plug in Jimmy G, but you know, you know, the owner, you know, deaded that one. And I guess he could have, you know, but uh, Tom, Tom, Tom went to his daddy and said, "Dad." <laughs> I don't, Bill trying to replace me. <laughs> right. We ain't playing those games. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, y'all twins. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man! But yeah, it's it's been a a crazy, wacky NFL season to say the least. Uh, then we got the Steelers with their situation. We all know about Le'Veon Bell, but then this whole thing with Antonio Brown, some old position coach or somebody from the the Steelers went on Twitter and was saying AB wouldn't be the Anthony Brown that he is if he was on any other team. Said the quarterback's been making him look good for many years now. And the quarterback is the reason why he got paid. And then he, his response was, well, that's the case, trade me. <laughs> like, come on, man. Stop getting in your, stop getting in your feelings with, the, with Twitter fingers. I mean, it, it's people on Twitter that make comments like that, in my opinion, are irrelevant. I mean, they're going to hide behind, you know, the computer or hide behind their phone and make silly comments, but they won't stay directly to the person's face. I mean, right. that – he that that person who is what no longer with the team, exactly. some ex PR person, their comments should have no relevance at all. Now, he blew up at the offensive coordinator on Sunday <laughs> because things weren't going so good for them against Kansas City. But um, yeah, that uh, you know, A B or before that Antonio Brown, in my opinion, is is a is a headache in. Pittsburgh's making because they allowed him to grow into this diva, diva, complete social media diva. That mm-hmm. he is. And once he got his money, and once he started making those, um, when he did that Facebook stream live, when after they won that game, and um, the coach Mike Tomlin was making that speech, uh, custodian speech at that, but a speech nonetheless. And he's over there sitting there snickering and he he and cool cooing. And you sit back there and FaceTime and, you know, what's going on in the locker room. Now, that shit should have been shut down right then and there. You know, top QB or no top QB, they should have brought down a hammer then. But they didn't. True. True. And then they let Ben Roethlisberger talk about, well, I may retire, may not, blah, 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 this, 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 and that. Then he comes back like he almost, I'll play when I get good and damn ready. Makes a comment about them drafting another QB, talking about, oh, why do we need another QB? You could, you know, this could go, you know, this pick could have been used for something else. <laughs> no one said that shit either. He threw his, he threw two offensive coordinators under the bus over the last four years. No one said anything about that. Le'Veon Bell is in my particular the problem. That's the GM and the owners not want to pay him, but everybody else, Mike Tomlin better get that shit under control. Uh, my theory. I think AB plays with the Steelers this year, and he plays with the Steelers next year, and he's gone. Juju Smith-Schuster is now becoming the face of that wide receiving core. I think he will be the new number one after next season. James Washington, the wide receiver that they got from Oklahoma State in the draft, I think you will now assume the Juju Smith uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's role come next season. Pittsburgh always has this uncanny knack of knowing how to find talent. And they will find talent to find that, that rookie role. And they, all they're going to do is reload with their, their wide receiver situation. And then they have the quarterback uh, from Oklahoma State. I can't think of his name right now. The rookie who will eventually become ben, Big Ben's predecessor. I'm sorry, his replacement once they run him out of town. And, did, you say, uh, did you say Oklahoma State, a Big 12 QB? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, I don't know why, but they picked him up. And that's what got Ben shook because the dude is nice. <laughs> you know, and if they utilize that quarterback, I can't think for the life of me. If you're looking it up, you just let me know. If they utilize him in the way that they utilize Big Ben, because he's also a big quarterback like Ben, I can't say that he can absorb hits because Ben is a little bit thicker. But um, if they utilize the new quarterback, the, the, the rookie, like they utilize Ben, I don't think offensively, with James Conner now emerging, I think Le'Veon Bell, I think his time is done in Pittsburgh. After this season, I think they're going to cut, cut weight and just use James Conner and find the next new running back to, to back up James Conner. And you're talking about the rookie, Mason Rudolph. Yes, Mason Rudolph. He set all sorts of Oklahoma State records and Big 12 records. Um, 
oh, Pittsburgh, you know, they sit there and say that they're in a bunch of uh, disarray and Tomlin is not controlling his locker room. A- Le'Veon is going to be gone after this season. A.B. will be gone after, not this season, but next season. And and um, I think I think ben. yeah I think Big Ben will probably be after once they kick AB out the door. I think them two will leave together. I can see them trading Big Ben to who? And then will would would Big Ben be even willing to uh, sit there and try to? He would have to go to a crappy team. <laughs> hey, look, it's not, it's not, it's not the NBA. It, it ain't no trade clause. If you get traded, you got to go. Very true. Very true. But if I could jump in there. Hey! Um, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Sorry I'm late. Sorry I'm late. Um, I, I, I jumped in. Uh, to be honest, I was listening to majority of what I was saying from start to finish. Um, but if I could jump in – I just don't see people – I just don't see um, them trading. Me, personally, I just don't see them trading Big Ben. I, I mean, it's almost they, the same similar situation as Eli in New York. True. Yeah. Eli is on his last contract, so he's going he's gonna to die. He's going to retire in that Giants jersey. But, I, but and that's what I think Big Ben is going to do eventually, too. But you can't compare Ben and – I've heard this talking about longevity, yes, but – if you're going to compare current situations, I don't see why Eli would want to say, you know, want to stay there considering the whole line fiasco for the past two seasons. That fool was getting beat up. Did you see that one dazed, confused look he had in his face when they were picking him up off the ground? <laughs> he like, oh that's my a god, right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, hey, that's not proven before him because usually he has he has he has no response. <laughs> or he has that J.R. Smith look. <laughs> But 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 the thing about it is is that even though I don't think the O line even matters, it's about him starting and you know where he is on the team. Um, Just how how the whole situation with Eli that you know with him losing his starting position, so to speak. I don't think that Big Ben is going to be that type of person where he'll accept a trade um, at this stage of the game. He's been in Pittsburgh too long. I think that he may retire before he would. They would actually trade him. Um, that's that's just my opinion. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I I personally believe that when AB leaves, that's when Big Ben leaves. I think he can run. I think he can run the office without Le'Veon Bell because obviously the Steelers' office doesn't really. Yes, Le'Veon brings an added dimension from the pass catching type of. Uh, uh, standpoint, but James Conner between the tackles, putting up similar numbers, maybe on less, maybe on more carries, but putting up similar numbers as a Le'Veon Bell. Um, but I, 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 I say September 19th, and by the way, happy Founders Day, brothers. Uh, I identified data. Uh, just thought I'd put it out there. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but on September 19th, 2018, I'm putting it out right now. Le'Veon Bell is done with the Steelers. They're not going to pay him. I don't think so. Yeah, he's he, he he's on stage rapping now. Yeah, I, I heard. <laughs> I heard he had an album release party and it was trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> AB's gone after the 2019 season. And then you'll see the new look Steelers come 2020. I wonder how many more years um, Antonio Brown has on his contract. He just signed a really massive deal, but he's 30 right now. I mean, from a wide receiver standpoint at the age of 30, how many quality years do you think he has left? No, not he, he could you put him on a Jerry, Jerry Rice type of uh, plateau as far as the conditioning and what he used to do every offseason to make sure that he was the best wide receiver? Can't say because I don't know what he actually does, but. <laughs> But I get, but I get your point though. But um, I guess it will all depend, you know, that contract. You know, how many more years of upfront money he got. But I think with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they usually, outside of the outside of the quarterback, they usually give players just one big lump guarantee money a year. Then everything is 
I think like incentives or like the base, a little more than base salary, but it'll all depend on his contract, how many more years he has and what he's getting paid. Cause then if he gets traded, someone's got to pick that up or he just plays out his contract and then just bounces and goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, uh, let's take a moment to recognize our sponsor at my booking where we know that they handle all of your sports betting needs because they are my bookie and we love them. Cash money, homie. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, we don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. And remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's what we always tell people that bet with my bookie. And I trust us guys, they are the best this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and the mobile site is easy to use. Now just lay down some cash and win big today. And we only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most reward player person in business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Now remember, use promo code GUYS100 to activate the offer, and my bookie will match um, your listeners' first deposit 100% up to $1,000. Now remember, visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. Don't forget to use the promo code GUYS100 when creating your account to claim the bonus. Remember, you play, you win. You get paid. Welcome back. Well, Al, you didn't get an opportunity to, to speak on the Fitzmagic and the Patrick Mahomes. What is your take on the longevity, or do you believe that Fitzpatrick's magic will continue to reign supreme in Tampa Bay, or do you think it will fizzle? And also, do you believe in all of the hype of Patrick Mahomes? Um, I'm going to start with the second part first. I think Holmes, I really believe that he, there's going to be some times where he's going to have, and, and I'm just going to be real quick about it, there's going to be times when um, Holmes is going to struggle. But all in all, for this season, the way he's starting, I think he has it. He's p- prepared for the long haul. Um, I think it'll be very interesting to see him go for another couple of weeks. I'll give it to around week four. I'll give it another couple of games before I actually can honestly say whether or not he's going to continue the longevity. But I really want to see how he handles adversity. Um, I want to see if he handle if he has a bad game, how he's going to bounce back. That's, you know, with Holmes, I think that, you know, I understand now the reason why they let go of Alex Smith to begin with now, um, seeing as though that, you know, Holmes is doing what he's doing now makes a lot of sense to the world. I really thought that they was going to struggle with Holmes, but he's actually proven doubters wrong. Um, as far as Fitzpatrick is concerned, I'm going to tell you right now, that's one of the reasons why I picked him up in my fantasy league. Um, I'm going to give him, I'm going to be that person to give him that, 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 that shadow of a doubt and see where this can carry me. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to be all this, you know, this whole season. But I'm going to ride the hot wave while I can before he starts to really cool off. So as of right now, he is doing wonder. He's doing enough for me to pick him up on my fantasy football team. So I'm completely happy about that because the quarterbacks that I had currently wasn't really doing much for me. So I'm going to give him a chance and see what he does. And, and by all means, if he continues this high streak, then I'm going to be riding into the finals. If he doesn't, then I can always bench him and get somebody else. So that's the bottom line. Hey, well, I got a, I, I got a couple of QBs on my lead that I, that, that I could tra- part, part with and trade. <laughs> if, if, if Fitzy turns back to his old, his old ways. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, 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 the, the one that I, ha- I mean, the quarterback that I had originally on my bench wasn't doing enough, enough for me anyway. So I said, I'll take a risk. I'm good with that. I'm good with taking a risk. 
Oh my goodness! Wow. Well, you know, that's just that in a nutshell. I, I, thought, I, I really thought he was going to drop at the week one. I thought week two he was going to fizzle out completely because he wasn't that type of person that would give me two straight games. But once he gave that second straight game, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm sold for the next two games. I might drop him after week four, week five. But at the end of the day, again, I'm going to ride the hot hand that is him. So if he gives me like 20 to 30 points for the next two weeks, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Earl and I said, we don't believe the hype. We believe that (laughs) somewhere around week three and four, he'll fizzle out and go back to that pedestrian Fitzpatrick that we all know and love. Yeah, that's why I gave him. That's why I'm giving my two week trial, um, two week tryout. That's basically what it is. Two week so, so the bigger question, moving on from Fitzpatrick to James Winston, do you think that Tampa Bay will eventually keep Winston, or do you think they're gonna? Do you think they'll play Winston once that happens, and then make a decision to keep him, or do you think they're gonna? kind of uh, wave to know uh, the fifth-year option and make it so that he becomes a free agent and move on about his business? That's a big, big question because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think anybody expected Fitzpatrick to be where he is right now. So I think that more brings a, a, a bigger dilemma as far as what they're going to do as far as with Winston is concerned. By all means, they should just ride Fitzpatrick out, um, at least until Winston comes back to being – the Winston that he was. Um, whether they do it, I don't know. Um, because let's let's be honest, um, when Winston comes back, not, I wouldn't be surprised if they make him the starter and put Fitzpatrick back on the bench. I mean, they're doing that right now in Philadelphia um, with Carson Palmer. Is it Carson Palmer? Wentz. Wentz, Wentz. sorry, with Wentz. So um, it's not – I don't think they had that what have you done for me lately attitude – but I think they're just enjoying the success, the success of Fitz Magic right now um, until Winston comes back, <laughs> which is unfortunate because the way he's playing right now, I think you really need to keep him and ride out the hot hand. Winston is going to have to prove himself. Me personally, I think he should prove himself. Um, I'm not saying as far from a quarterback standpoint, but more so making sure that his head is right. Well, yeah, it's funny that you brought up that statement as far as um, Carson Wentz. Now he's been, of course, now all of a sudden medically cleared to play when last week they didn't think he's going to be medically cleared until end of the month or the beginning of next month. But obviously, he's not, <laughs> not looked well. And they haven't looked well, not just the first two games. They ain't look well all preseason. They actually look dreadful preseason. And it just bled into the, this season. So they was like, nope. Get him out now because they don't want to fall behind. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, uh, everybody in the East is well, – hold on. Cowboys are one and one Cowboys two and up? No, they're one and one They're one and one, one, one Eagles are one and one Giants are only two. Mm-hmm. And who's left? Washington. Redskins. And they're one and one So yep. uh, I, I I don't see why rushing them. I would have – I would have let – I would have let uh, – now, they don't want to play one more game. It's not the fact they don't want them to fall behind in the NFC East. They don't want them to fall. They don't want to fall behind in the NFC period because you're looking at some of these top teams, most notably the Rams, and, and the Rams are firing on all cylinders. So to them, I think that's what their biggest threat us and in um, Minnesota. Um, they don't want to fall too behind oh. in, in that race. Oh, so they don't want to lose home field advantage. Correct. That's why he's back now. If they were 2-0, trust me, Carson Wentz would still be not medically cleared. <laughs> they're, a bad, they're a bad one and one and probably should have lost that game on Sunday. So that's why he's in there sooner than later. Do you think the fans was, um, was also craving for Wentz to come back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't know about the Philly fans, how they felt about that. Yeah, I mean, from the preseason to the first – after the first loss, they were <laughs> they wanted him back in. So, uh, trust me, the Eagles' offense has not looked good, and Nick Foles looks like St. Louis Rams, Nick Foles out there. So, ah. <laughs> so ah. you got – they got two good games out of Nick Foles. And people seem to forget before they – they didn't just run into the playoffs. They stumbled into the playoffs, so – it is what it is. 
Uh, I tell you, man. Good old NFL. You can't go wrong with the drama. You know. Um, so what's up with Va- Vontae Davis, you know, right, <laughs> doing a, doing a right. no-boss at halftime? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just read something on the Bleacher Report where he reached out to the athletic and said that he doesn't care what the people say. You know, he he felt as though he made the, the right decision at the right time and pulled himself and just went home and stepped away and said, look, it, I'm done. I ain't coming back because he did it the right way. He sacrificed his body, he sacrificed his time for the game that he loved for so many years. And he says he did it right. <laughs> Who am I to sit there and fold him? <laughs> I mean, you know, players want to sit there and get salty over the fact that he left. I don't think him playing in the second half would have made any decision whether or not they would have won that game. Nah, but you, you, you know for a fact that it's more than that, you know. Like, all jokes aside, like, that's basically just quitting on your team, you know. Like, when you fully committed, like, I, I – you can't you, – you can't give him a pass on that. I'm sorry. You can't give him a pass on that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> Come on, man. You, I mean, you, mean you, you play football. You know, I mean, you know, you guys have time back and playing for high school. Somebody comes in and says – or just walks off the field, be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I quit. How would you guys? How would you guys react with Phil? And you got to see that dude in high school. Exactly. <laughs> the next day, dude. We had guys like that. We had uh, the hell is his damn name? Uh, running back. Uh, Don't mention names like that. Don't mention names. Right. Like no, 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 no. Right. I know right. some folks that. Did it before the season even started, but we won't say no names. Yeah. Dude, it was one that just did it during the season. <laughs> and he was like, I'm done. And we was like, well, damn. So then that's when somebody else had to step up. You know, I mean, you can, the football, you know, the thing about football is, yes, it's a family, it's a fraternity. It's it's the love for your teammate. But, you know, if somebody wants to sit there and up and quit, you know, you can't worry about them. You got to worry about who's in your locker room. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that you can't, you know, of course they're going to be upset about it because, you know, you you made a pact, made a vow that you're, you guys are going to do whatever y'all can to make it not just to the playoffs, but to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you, when you have someone who just says they just – I understand that their heart is not in it. I'd rather them be totally committed to the team um, once, you know, if they're a part of the team. And so if they're not committed, I can understand that, but – you. You know, you got to be – as players on that team, they you, they have to be some upset. You know, they got to be somewhat upset the fact that how it's done. Like, not waiting until the end of the season, doing it mid-season. I, could, I understand their pain. Yeah, and I think for most of the players that I've, that, that, that I've heard, a lot of them were – a lot of them say stuff like that happens. A lot of people check out, but they check out mid-season and they just kind of just, you know, collect the check and already their heart is not in it. But I think they said they would have – it could have went over better if he would have completed the game, then yeah. came in and then told the guys, you know, hey, you know what, sorry, I just can't. I think they're a little bit more tight at the fact that he was in the game and left, you know, before halftime and just rolled out. No goodbyes or nothing. <laughs> and then come back and say, I- I'm retired. Sometimes you got to do this, man. Sometimes you just got to throw up the deuces. Like, but you know, but also understand that he can't come back. He can't do nothing NFL-wise. Like, oh, agreed. Agreed. He's he done. He can't come back to that. Not at all. So You know what? I, I beg to differ. I truly beg to differ. I think if there's a, a, a defensive-starved team that needs a safety out there. No, no, no. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. I think if Indianapolis came calling where he started and he had all of his uh, success, I think he might consider coming out of retirement. But But the players would not want him there. Sorry. The players ain't going to want him there after he knowing that he just quit on a previous team at halftime. Come on, man. There ain't no – there's no – no. a team may want him, yes, because of his skill set, but no players is going to want to play with him because they're not going to trust him. It's just the bottom line. Well, that and the fact that Buffalo probably are not going to uh, let go of his rights 
Well, that too. So <laughs> if, if he wants to play, they're gonna have to trade for him. But yeah, that too. Yeah, Buffalo right now is uh, a hot mess. <laughs> Without question. Man, Sean's mom could probably start on there and do a good job. <laughs> we love you, Sean. We love you. <laughs> oh, just an update to a resident Yankees fan. Um, I think your boys last time I checked were up 8-1 on the dreaded Red Sox. Yeah, it's a little too late, but I'll take it. I still think we were like nine, ten games out. <laughs> you ain't catching them. You're just more worried about securing that wild card, um, a home game wild card spot, I should say. Yeah, well, you know what? If we're going to talk baseball quickly, um, the Yankees peaked really well in the beginning of the season, but the injuries hit them. It hit them hard. You know, they pretty they lost key players at damn near every key position. Catcher, Sanchez, you lost Judge, you lost Chapman, you, lo- you lost a lot of your top players. And Soriano was out for a little stretch. Right, right, you know. And they managed to be like a 500 team during that whole stretch. And they might just be getting healthy. Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, I just need them to hold off Oakland to keep that top spot. And hopefully uh, they can hold on, take care of business with the with Boston, and then take care of business with the Orioles over the weekend. And wrap up the series, come early next week. Everything should work out according to plan, and of course they probably would have loved to win the East, but it was almost a given in the beginning of the season that two teams were going to come out of the AL East. It was just a matter of who. And Boston is just playing lights-out baseball right now. And But now Boston is getting hit with a little bit of an injury bug, and it's coming later in the season where it's a lot more critical because you can't afford to lose – three games or four games out of seven or eight games because that means you're not in the playoffs anymore. Whereas the Yankees, they just had to maintain and just kind of fend off those other teams to make sure they secure the spot that they want. So unlike the Yankees in night, oh, excuse me, hold on. The 98 Yankees when they won 100 and God knows how many games and won the World Series when they were the best team in baseball from beginning to end all the way through. It is a strong possibility that even though Boston might win the most games they ever won in franchise history for the regular season, due to injuries, may not even make it to the World Series. No, you know it's all about who's uh, I'm gonna say who has the hot hand, who has the hot pitching going into the um, going into the playoffs. So you know they could be a hundred and whatever games, but if their pitching is a suspect, right, right, <laughs> first right. round, right out. Exactly, yep. exactly, and then. Yankees seen that fair share. Yankees seen that fair share losing in the World Series. This dude being outpitched. Not that you don't have the offense, but if your pitcher can't compete with the other teams pitching, then you know, then there's you have you you lose. Bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no no two ways about it. Now you got it. Exactly. (laughs) It is what it is. Love baseball. I love this time of year. I love this time of year just because in late September, early October, you have playoff baseball, you have preseason hockey. Not that I follow hockey, but it's there. You got NFL, you got NCAA, college basketball starting to creep in, you got pro basketball starting to creep in. October is like the mecca of men's sports. Like, yeah. if you don't have a sport to watch around sometime in October, something's just wrong with you if you don't have something to watch. And it's the one time of the year that the women all hate having boyfriends. Exactly. <laughs> Haters there. But like, you was just watching football yesterday, I know, but basketball's on today. Exactly, right? <laughs> Wait a second. What's, what you watching now? Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was basketball yesterday, I know. I know. But it's the playoffs. You know, playoffs. But, hey, it's, it's all good. It's always good when you have those type of sports and those type of options around. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And real, real quick, we can get to whatever happens with that. But um, who's a Jimmy Butler came out with three teams he wanted to get traded to? Like, no, you're going to trade me to one of these three teams. Brooklyn have a no trade clause. Here's the teams: Brooklyn, the Clippers, and the Knicks. He wants to play with. He wants to play with Kyrie. 
So if the Knicks offer him a good uh, good package, guarantee that Kyrie will probably fall right behind him. With Danny Ainge, it would not surprise me. If anything, this playoff run told him is that they need a – if they can get one of those players currently to become a good closer, then they don't need Kyrie. Mm-hmm. If they can't, then they need Kyrie, but – like I said, I wouldn't put anything past Danny Ainge over there. I guess I should say something in regards to this. Um, I'm going to say this. I, I'm really going to say this real quick. Um, as far <laughs> as Jimmy Butler is concerned, um, I I mean, of course, I, I was a Brooklyn Nets fan. I do hear the rumors about, you know, Jimmy Butler and Kyrie possibly, you know, wanting to play um, since – um, Brooklyn does have two max contracts they could offer, so does New York. Um, I can also see the Clippers in the mix as well. I'm only going to say this because I'm tired of hearing about um, sports reporters saying that he should play for the Lakers, he should try to go to the Celtics, he should try to go to all these other teams. I need you to understand, and this is to sports reporters, I need you guys to understand something. Not everything has to be involved with the Lakers or the Celtics or the 76ers or any other super teams that are out there. Maybe a superstar wants to play with a team because he prefers to play with that team because of their culture or identity. Just because it's Brooklyn, New York, or the Clippers, you're writing it off as why he should play for other teams. There should be no reason why, if a superstar wants to play for a team, just stick with those teams. Just focus on New York. Focus on Brooklyn. Focus on the Clippers. See why he wants to choose those teams. Nobody don't want to always have to play or want to play with LeBron to chase a championship. Not every player wants to chase a championship. There are so many other teams out there that just because you prefer them to be on the Lakers, because you prefer them to be on the Celtics because you prefer them to be with Toronto or the Celtics or the Warriors or Houston or whoever super team that's out there that's doing well in the playoffs. Maybe there is a person, there's a superstar that prefers to just play on a team because he prefers that team. Like it's so crazy the fact there's so many team sports reporters out there. If it's not the Lakers, it's not the Celtics, y'all just want to write other teams off. That's not the case. There are fans out there that want to see what happens with Jimmy Butler if he goes to the Knicks, if he wants to go to Brooklyn, if he wants to go to the Clippers. It's not always about the Lakers. So for sports reporters, I'm talking about ESPN, Fox Sports, all those sports reporters out there. It's not about the Lakers. Not everybody wants to hear about the Lakers and what LeBron does. Not everybody wants to hear about the Warriors and what they do. Not everybody cares about the Celtics or why he didn't choose the Celtics, the Lakers, Houston, or Golden State. The point of the matter is that he chose those three teams for a reason because he wants to play there. So stop focusing on the outside teams and focus on the reason why he chose those three teams. That's all I have to say about it. God damn it, ladies and gentlemen, Alpha Quarles. I give you Alpha Quarles third. <laughs> Tell him why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad. I'm not mad. It's just that I get so tired of hearing reporters just writing off Brooklyn, New York, and the Clippers because they don't want him to be there. They want him to be looking at 76ers or a place where he can win a championship. He feels as though that he could play and win a championship on one of these teams, then so be it. Let him focus on doing that. Don't ask questions about why he didn't choose the Lakers or why he didn't choose Houston. Obviously, he's happy with the selection that he made. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made that selection. And for the first time, Brooklyn fans could be happy because there is a superstar that prefers to choose their team, like me. Exactly. New York, same way. Clippers, the same way. Exactly. So let those fans be happy that a superstar is looking to invest in that team. That's it's, all I have to say. It's 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 all about a player wanting to set and draw his own destiny outside of the norm, and it's refreshing. It's it's truly refreshing, you know. What I mean, I, you see some homegrown teams. I mean, Indiana's not necessarily homegrown, but you know, there's no real stars. But Oladipo took the opportunity to learn from Westbrook, and is channeling channeling his inner Westbrook and evolving Indiana to be this team. Maybe. Uh, maybe Jimmy Butler could take his talents to a Brooklyn and take that winning experience that he learned in that championship drive and evolve a Brooklyn squad. 
You know, and that's that's nice, man, because it, it, it brings more competition and makes the, the league more exciting instead of always grouping all these great players on a handful of teams and then you get stuck with the same finals for four years in a row. Exactly. And, personally, personally, I would love to see Jimmy Butler and uh, somehow Kyrie go go to Brooklyn, actually. I think Boston owes Brooklyn a little bit since <laughs> they go to Brooklyn and all their draft picks where they took over, you know, where they basically built their current roster based on all the draft picks that Brooklyn gave them with their ridiculous trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. But Right, right. Personally, well, uh, I no, agree with you said. No, no, but that's, to be honest, again, that's Nets management. That's not Boston's <laughs> fault. I can't even fault them for that. They basically did the best move that they can make, and Danny Ainge was a genius for it. So I can't write, I can't knock them for that. That was Brooklyn's fault for being dumb enough, the management's fault for being dumb enough to make that trade to begin with. That, right, right. So, look, I, I, like I said before, I don't care if he goes to New York. You know, to be honest, I don't even understand the trade. Because they could easily sign this, you sign them, you know, max next year anyway. So why would any other teams make that trade? But at this point right now, Jimmy Butler ain't going to give 100% to uh, to Minnesota. So it's like, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, if he doesn't play 100%, he's, he's diminishing his max contract value. But in the same sense, it's going to be tension in the locker room in Minnesota if he decides to go, because he already threw shots at damn near at Cat, at Wiggins, damn near everybody. So it's like, they ain't going to want to play with him. So it's like, what's the point? Might as well just try to trade him. Yo, that joke started years ago. That probably started a year ago at least. Right. Like, to be honest, this is a whole, to be honest, this is just a whole Kyrie Irving summer all over again, featuring Jimmy Butler this time. That's really what the bottom line is. Same way with Kyrie with Cleveland. This is the same thing with um, Jimmy in, in Minnesota. And Minnesota is not obligated at one iota to send him to any of his three require, you know, requested destination spots. I see what you did there. <laughs> one iota. <laughs> I see. Office. <laughs> oh man! Hey, look. I guess. Bottom line is Jimmy Butler knows what he can command and is willing to take less money to not take the super contract from Minnesota to go somewhere else to, to pretty much, you know, uh, draw the line in his own destiny. So I can't be mad at that at all. No, nah, I, I can't be mad because it was going to be a clash between him and Cat and um, Wiggins that it wasn't going to work out. Um, and I could, I, to be honest, I understand that. But the problem is, is not them. The problem is it's Thibodeau. And until they get him out of the president of operations on position, it's always going to be about Thibodeau. And, he needs to they need to address that in Minnesota. You're here. All right, fellas. It looks like we hit the end of our road. We had a nice little spirited discussion there at the end with Jimmy Butler. We appreciate you, Jimmy, giving us some great fodder for an evening talk show. Uh with that being said, where where can folks reach you? You can find me on the corner of Seventh and uh, Little. I'm sorry, that's playing <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Snapchat, J E Ross, the number seven. And you can find me at five 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 Iota. No, I'm just playing. Um, you can find you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls again. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. I guess you can find me at So Fine. So Fine. So fine. <laughs> so doggone fine. <laughs> Send the chills up and down my spine. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So fine. Anyway, I was just reminiscing of my, of my days of IOTA, IOTA, Fraternity Incorporated. But you can find me on um, Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963. So, fellas, once again, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we always look forward to meeting on Wednesdays and discussing the, the current topics of the uh, the week concerning football. I mean, we haven't even even really divulged into the college football and the whole Alabama. I guess you could say QB controversy if there even if there is you know even a controversy. Nah, no, there ain't. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> uh, you're right. 
but I guess we could have uh, talked about that for a good 30 or 45 seconds. Maybe next week. Uh, well, how about this? We'll talk about Alabama once they have a worthy opponent. There you go. <laughs> uh, week what? what? Week 10? Maybe the playoffs. I don't know. Close to the playoffs, maybe? But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to get together and just discuss the current topics of the week. And uh, look forward to next week. And we always look forward to feedback from you guys out there that listen to us. You know, drop us a line on our social media. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's any questions or anything that we might be omitting or not addressing. And we'll definitely make sure that we add that as a, as a topic for So without further ado, I'd like to wish everybody a good night. And look forward to, you know, sitting here chatting, chatting up next week on Guys Talking Sports. So with that, uh, happy Founders Day. And everybody have a great evening. Bless. Good night. I'll tell everybody out there. Olay, olay, olay. So damn fine.